This episode of The Ride is brought to you by the Equine Network's Horse Week. Just like your passion for horses never fades, neither does Horse Week's brilliant content. Join us each week on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time for new Horse Week favorite re-releases between now until the end of 2021. Riders and horse lovers of every level and discipline will enjoy profiles of incredible equine athletes, storytelling that celebrates the horse-to-human bond, heartwarming tales of horse heroics, and advice from world-class trainers. Tune in for free from the barn, office, or the comfort of your couch. Equine Network is making it easy to watch from any smart device. Visit horseweek.tv or the Equine Network YouTube channel to watch. It's Jillian here. So Nicole and I are taking a little bit of a break over the holidays from podcasting, but this bonus episode is an audio lesson from Brad Barkmeyer on common mistakes that he sees from his riders. So this is from the Win a Day with Brad Barkmeyer clinic, and he goes over these common mistakes with clinic attendees and gives some advice and tips and shows how to overcome those problems. So we hope you enjoy, and we'll see you next year. couple things we noticed pretty common uh, long reins it's real common for you to ride with too long a rein and mostly that's because anytime you make contact with the horse they want to stop or slow down right and that's what I want you to learn is that you can have contact with the reins without changing speed and that's when we start getting collection and frame at, at any gate walk trot lope okay so shorter reins um, when you're, especially when we're doing these suppling drills and everything's in a real controlled environment and we're working on specifics. And I don't, I don't mind seeing like, if you get way down there where you've got just enough slack if your arms are straight, but that horse can't come out of frame. It's almost like having one bitted up. If you tie the, tie the reins to the saddle and make them stay behind the bit, you know, I want that to simulate what your hands would be. And that way you'll, you'll become way more consistent with your rein contact instead of bouncing back and forth between long and short reins. You bet, yeah. It's a, it's a little more, you gotta be a little more forgiving there, right? And not stay as long so that they don't learn to do the racehorse pull, right? But that comes from, we worked um, Esther's horse quite a bit on this, and that is he's good when his feet are in motion, but when he stops, he hollows out and wants to stick his head up. So that horse needs a lot more contact, pulling and holding and, and driving with those feet where you don't get, relax, you don't get re rewarded from my hands until you're soft and there where you have motion and it's caused from behind. It's caused from driving and it's caused from 
the horse getting in that frame, not you pulling him into it, but them driving forward into it. Hold, bump those feet, wait for the softness, and then go back. That's one of the that's one of the hardest pieces of the performance horse business is getting the horse that can do all the stuff in the frame that looks good, right? And that's what separates the $10,000 horse from the $80,000 horse because most of the time the higher price horse just has more natural talent and ability and it's easier for him to do that. So those are some of the sacrifices we have to make in the different quality of horses that we're riding. Some of them can't travel in that kind of frame. Some of them can't maneuver in those confined, contained frames. They have to do it a little more on their own with their own style. And that's one of the nice things I think about the cow horse business is they're a little more lenient to that. Letting a horse be a little more upright and moving natural to where they don't have to be this perfect picture all the time. Um, so rein length, we, I worked on that. Um, oh, and hand position. So when you're riding one-handed, obviously your reins are gonna be pretty close to that horse's neck, right? And your hand should be out here in front of the saddle horn, right? Where you can do good communication. So when you're two-handed, there's no reason to put your hands down here by your legs and pull them around, right? Because it's not gonna relate to this as much, okay? So there's a time for that, a place for it too, like especially the youngsters, <laughs> where you gotta give them that black and white direct pull signal, like, dude, you gotta follow that rein. But once we get to that next stage, then everything should start happening up here where you can still isolate one rein, but it's more where it's gonna be when you're two and when you're one-handed. Okay, so there's a lot more similarities there where things correlate. Uh, rein length, hand position. Oh, next piece is it's so instinctual for you to lean the direction you're going, right? So everybody that wants to turn right will get down here and make sure they can see that eye and oh yeah, look how good we're doing, right? So it's just our human nature, right? So make yourself sit up straight. I don't want you propped up like horsemanship proper because like Robin and I talked about in the performance business, you gotta be a low center of gravity and a wide base because there's a lot of direction changes and it's high speed and you're dealing with physics, inertia. You don't want to get your head heavier than your butt. So, um, elbows out helps, okay? Keep a little wider base with your elbows. We've been taught, a lot of us got taught, hey, get your arms in when you're riding, you know, back straight and keep those elbows in. Yeah, that's all proper and correct, but when it comes down to reality, that elbow out helps your back round, okay? Keeps your, your chin down, keeps a low center of gravity. It gives you the ability to move laterally a lot easier without having any sway in your shoulders, okay? So body position that way, um, not leaning in. Uh, let's see, we have the, some of you wanna, um, 
be real light with your with your fingertips right here okay and i love that that when you know that you've got a responsive force when all you have to do is jiggle your finger to get a reaction but a horse also needs to a horse that's going to do a fast event a physically fast speed event cow horse reining roping you're not going to be pulling with your fingertips all the time there's going to be times where you got a white knuckle pull going on right and if you don't practice that, it's going to be a surprise to your horse when the speed takes over and the adrenaline's going. You got to practice that where you over pull. So when you're doing these drills, yeah, it's nice to be all soft and, and quiet and pretty, but sometimes you got to get in there and hold on to that horse and pull a little harder than you think you should and see how they respond. She, she didn't like it. I'm just going to tell her it's, it's okay and then turn loose and then go, oh my gosh, we got to go fast and turn with this cow. How are you going to react? I'm not going to like it at first, but then it's okay. Okay. And so you just desensitize them a little bit to that, to where it takes the shock value out of that, that higher speed maneuver. Thanks again for listening to this bonus episode of The Ride, and don't forget to tune into Horse Week every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern Time from now until the end of the year.